Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This morning we have some news about a Canadian lender that was actually saved by Warren Buffett. We also have an interview from the Wealth Hacker Conference and some details on the Houston Street Baptist Church development, affordable housing development. It's Thursday, November 14th. Let's dive into the interview. So what's your name and what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, so name is Yuri Mrochko and the best way to contact me is via email. So it's Yuri, Y-U-R-I-Y, Mrochko. M-R-O-C-H-K-O at yahoo.ca. Perfect. And what's your favorite investment strategy? Well, it depends on each person. For me, uh, currently, I want to go a bit uh, more risky way. Um, so I was planning on developing, developing, uh, building. Uh, so we already purchased a property. We want to demolish it. We got a construction permit. So we want to do a, a development project. Long term, though, uh, it would be definitely uh, buy um, a property, uh, potentially uh, illegal duplex it, and then get the rent from it. Awesome. So are you financially independent now? Currently, uh, relatively, yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm uh, working 9 to 5, uh, corporate job um, yeah. in finance, yeah. management, but it's not uh, financial independence yet. So what's your day-to-day -day look like to, to get to financial independence? Well, I'm working on um, starting my business. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in um, um, heating and air conditioning business so that I can get my independence and uh, get become more tax efficient. Because when you work a corporate job, a lot of ta you pay a lot of taxes. You make you made quite a bit, but then you pay a lot of taxes. Yeah. Okay. So a couple quick questions. Sounds good. Rent your primary? Should you rent your primary residence or own your primary residence? Well, as a business owner, uh, I would probably rent it. Um, you can get tax efficient from that perspective, yes. Uh, and then cash flow or appreciation? I would go for um, cash flow as well as if appreciation uh, uh, is just an icing on a cake. If, if I get it, I would be happy. But uh, paying off the um, the mortgage with other people, um, it's, it's, I think that's my strategy. Yeah. Thank you very much, Yuri. Thank you. Houston Street Baptist Church is building a new building on James Street, a block over from where their old building used to be. Now, this isn't just a new church building. They serve a very particular community uh, in that area. And they wanted their new building to deepen their service to that community. So what they're doing is they've bought up a $1.3 million property and are putting an extra $15 million into making it an affordable housing complex as well as a community center. They... Uh, the amount of poverty in their community, in that community, is probably uh, is double, sometimes triple, the amounts throughout the rest of the city. 
the seniors, the youth, the young people, the single single parents, particularly single mothers, everything that you don't want to, you don't really want to see in a community when it comes to income levels and um, parenting situations and everything that you would hope that most kids can um, get out of, most of that exists in Houston Street Baptist uh, Baptist Church's community. community. And so they are there intentionally to serve those people with clothing, with food on a regular basis, with youth programs, um, with uh, educational programs, and now with affordable housing. They have a pretty big project on their hands. The total price tag was $17 million. I think that went up because of the tariffs on aluminum. And they've gotten pretty far. Now, they aren't going to manage the affordable housing units themselves. They're partnering with Indwell. They're, Indwell is a fantastic company, organization, nonprofit here in Hamilton and in London, in uh, Woodstock, Norfolk, uh, Mississauga, maybe some other places I can't remember exactly. They take old beat up buildings and they refurbish them and turn them into affordable housing units, particularly passive housing, uh, particularly built to a passive housing standard. So not only are they just doing a charitable rent geared to income scenario, but they're actually building the business to save money. Their buildings only operate on 75 or save 75% of the energy. So that a typical housing complex would use. They are extremely sustainability-minded. They're extremely practically-minded, too. A lot of the buildings that they're building from scratch or that they are refurbishing, they're doing mixed use. So it's commercial units in the bottom, affordable housing units on the floors above. And they're always looking for ways to mitigate the expenses so that they're actually not actually not completely reliant on donations and government funding. I mean, that's he they're heavily reliant on it. They're a charity. That's why they exist. But... They are practical, and that's what I really appreciate about Indwell. So Indwell is going to manage Houston Street Baptist Church's aff uh, affordable housing units. Houston Street still has approximately five million to go. Five point seven, I believe. I want to help them raise a million dollars, and that yes, that's an arbitrary number, but. I believe that the people that I talk to, the number of people that we all reach, we can do that. We definitely can do that. Now, yesterday, when I was talking about this, I asked if you had ever donated $100 million. I meant to ask if you had ever donated $100,000. Uh, that being said, if there's anybody out there who wants to donate $100 million, <laughs> Have you ever written a check for $100,000 to a charity that you deeply believe in? What's the most money you've ever given to a charity to a cause to people that you deeply believe in? That you are convinced need to be in, in service for the next hundred years. That's indwell for me. Now I haven't 
personally written them a check for $100,000. Not there yet. I will be. Someday. But I give monthly. And I'm always looking for ways to support Indwell spe uh, specifically. But this project with Houston Street Baptist, I have personal connections to. And I, my background in the church, I love seeing practical service like this. Have you ever written a check for $100,000? Have you ever written a check for $10,000? Have you ever written a check for $1,000? To give to someone that you believe in? What would it take? How deeply would you have to be convinced? What would bring you to that deep conviction that someone and their cause is worth a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars how many people would have to be impacted this is going to be 47 affordable housing units it's 30 30 000 square feet just in the lower part alone just in the the ground floor alone so alone so the the whole building's gonna be much bigger but um they're going from the church is going from they've been serving their community consistently and actively from a building that's 8,000 square feet and they're so they're upgrading to 30,000 square feet their community center and sanctuary are going to be 30,000 square feet plus the affordable housing units these people know what they're doing they're doing it effectively already let's join with them add our mic to them and amplify their effort if you want to talk if you want to meet the pastoral staff, if you want to find out what they're doing firsthand, I can set up a meeting for you. There's going to be links in the show notes to donate directly if you just want to give. But I assume that you want to investigate, so email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. And I'll make sure I can answer questions. I can also get you set up with a meeting with the leadership and you can get a feel for these people yourself don't just take my word for it but let's let's team up and let's let's tackle this thing let's add our might behind theirs behind their momentum this morning we have an article from Yahoo Finance. Once troubled mortgage lender saved by Buffett bounces back. It took two years, but Home Capital Group Inc. shares have gained all their lost ground since the Canadian alternative mortgage lender almost collapsed in 2017. Home Capital has more than doubled its year, uh, doubled this year become the fourth best performing stock on Canada's benchmark S&P TSX Composite Index. The stock surged as much as 14% on Wednesday, the most in a year after the Toronto-based lender reported third quarter profit on Wednesday that beat the highest analyst estimate and said it plans to buy back $150 million Canadian worth of shares. 
The run-up has taken the stock to levels last seen in July 2016, seven months before plunging, after Ontario's securities regulator accused the company of misleading shareholders over falsified mortgage applications. Alternative lenders, including Home Capital and Equitable Group Inc., have seen their stock surge this year as the pace of mortgage growth picked up during the spring home buying season and home sales recovered in major cities including Toronto and Vancouver. The significant share price appreciation of the alternative lenders is reflective of improving house conditions, particularly in Greater Toronto, as well as a benign credit environment and robust mortgage growth outlook, CIBC analyst Marco Gerlio, Gerlio hmm, said on a November 1st note to clients. He upgraded home capital to outperformer based on the company's path to double-digit profitability, a strong mortgage growth outlook, and attractive valuation. Home capital's stock went into a free fall in the weeks after the regulator's allegations, fueled by short selling and a run on deposits. Shares sunk to as low as $5.85 Canadian in May that year, before Warren Buffett stepped in to buy a 38% stake in home capital and backstopped the lender with a $2 billion Canadian credit line through Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire has since cashed in as the stock has recovered. No kidding. The shares jumped 12% to 32.62 at 9.46 a.m. in Toronto for a market value of $1.9 billion Canadian. Uh, all, all dollar values, I'm just going to assume are Canadian from now on. Home Capital posted third quarter profit of $39 million, or $0.67 cents a share, up 20% from a year ago. Adjusted earnings were $0.72, 72 cents a share, topping the $0.58 cents a share estimate of analysts surveyed by Bloomberg. While home capital shares have recovered, the lender's assets haven't quite reached their pre-crisis levels. The company had $18 billion of assets in the third quarter, down from a peak of $21 billion at the beginning of 2017. So this is just an interesting story. Um, I, I don't know where the allegations went for home capital, but I've, I've, this piqued my interest when it first happened and, um, and Buffett stepped in. It's not too often that he's going to get involved with a group that's actually being accused of something by a regulator, a national regulator. So um, obviously he saw something that other people weren't. He This is a classic, uh, be fearful when others are greedy, be greedy when others are fearful, move from Buffett, people are backing off from home capital, there's a run on deposits and he moves in. And puts money in and now he's cashed in an extremely interesting if you've ever worked with home group i'd love to know what your experience was like if you were watching this and you have a better understanding of the allegations that are that were brought against home group i'd love to hear from you i'd love to have you on real estate and coffee if 
you know of anybody who was talking about this or who made note of the fact that Buffett was backstopping this Canadian mortgage lender, send this episode to them. I'd love to hear from them as well. Email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So that's recoffee at joelarnt.joelarnt dot ca. And I'd love to get your feedback. If you want to continue to get Canadian real estate news every morning or whenever you listen to this in the day, subscribe on subscribe to Real Estate and Coffee on whichever podcast app you're listening to right now. Our listeners on Apple Podcasts are growing, so let's continue to help get the get Real Estate and Coffee out to. Uh, Canadians who care about the demographic demographic shifts in in the country, who care about what are happening in the different real different sectors in the real estate industry, who let's reach more people who are investing, who are employed by uh, real estate companies, who want to keep a finger on real estate technology trends, especially and who want to keep tabs on what their markets are doing. So rate and review Real Estate and Coffee on Apple Podcasts. So even if you're not listening to this on Apple Podcasts, it's really easy to head over to Apple Podcasts, search for and find Real Estate and Coffee, and give it a five-star rating. You can also leave a review if you have any feedback. I'd love to hear it. I check it regularly. And if you have any direct feedback, you can email you can email me as well. But rate and review it helps us get found, helps us get out to more Canadians. There's a lot of really good Canadian content out there, but there's still a big gap to fill here. So let's help other people find real estate and coffee. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen. And uh, if you take additional time to provide feedback or commentary. Uh, even more so, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, you know, I, it's probably cliche by now when people say it's an honor to be able to do this, but honestly, it's an incredible feeling that people would take time to listen to this and engage. Okay, it's Thursday. If you're anywhere in southern Ontario, you're probably getting snowed on, but that's okay. It's still going to be a good day. Have a good Thursday.